ain't never been the loudest in the room The higher the volume, the more imminent the doom Don't play yourself, kid, play the system The US government, the largest walking contradiction Listen, if you wanna see impossible, then look at me My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets If I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm ten toes solid On the same soil that my grandfather's was walking Know your history Welcome, friend, to Quantum Theory, a podcast solely focused on amplifying Black and Indigenous voices. Let's go get them. I missed you, friend. It's been a long week. And we've both been doing our own things, and you know? it feels like it's been forever. Seriously, though, uh, thank you for saying it first, because uh, I felt it in my heart. So I'm glad it's out in the air. <laughs> and like, I know because we immediately hopped on. We didn't chop it up or anything. Yep. We're like, you know <laughs> we what? Knew. We're just going to dive right into this. <laughs> That's what I love. Yes. I absolutely love it. We have like the, the unspoken understanding. We just know. Yes, we're like, it, it was all there. Right. Don't, don't say nothing. <laughs> We know we're both happy to be here. We know we got things to say. Uh, so let's just get right to it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, it's been a very eventful, what, almost two weeks now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we're like been... on the better side of that. Yeah, so a lot has been going on. You know, I've been keeping up with the socials and oh, yes. you've been out on tour. Getting, <laughs> you know, getting it in on that stage as the coyote himself. You know. Um, so how's that process been going? Because oh, I know gosh. it's a lot of wear and tear on your body for one, but it's also very exciting, obviously, being on the stage. Mm-hmm. So how's that going? Yeah, I mean, it's very much that it is wear and tear on the body. What's wild is that, so I've done, for everyone, I've done two shows or in two different locations. So I've been uh, on the uh, Confederated Tribes of the Umatilla Indian Reservation uh, down in Mission, Oregon, performing down there. I was able to do a workshop for their early education, their after school program. So I was uh, able to present to a lot of youth, which was really cool, uh, like elementary age youth. And then I also did a community show at the Wild Horse Resort and Casino, which again is out there on the reservation just outside of Pendleton, Oregon. Uh, And then I was able to do another stop for the Nimipu Health Holiday Party here recently. uh, And that was down on the Nespers Indian Reservation uh, at the Clearwater River Casino. Uh, And so, yeah, those different stops were very like, I don't know, it was really cool to be outside of the Spokane area because I've I've only performed the show here in, in the... Spokane area. Uh, And so then to go down to the reservations and to be able to perform these coyote stories for people who have an understanding or that uh, just like deep rooted nostalgia for coyote stories and just all the different tales and and the the cultural significance of it all, it just felt really cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, it was kind of a trip because the the first shows down in Oregon were literally my first shows in like a month or so. It's probably been like four or five weeks since I had performed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to kind of like shake off the nerves, you know, felt a little rusty in some places. So I was like rehearsing tough uh, to make sure that, you know, all the, the uh, so I could smooth everything out so that, you know, once I got on stage, I knew that I'd be, you know, strong and confident going into everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, the last performance that I just did for Nimipu Health, it was my first performance doing it without kids being present. So mm-hmm. according to Coyote itself, it has um, 
an air to it that caters to a younger audience. So mm-hmm. it, it's a, it's an all ages audience yet. Um, there, there is this notion behind it that it is children's theater at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. And so it was my first time performing this piece in front of an audience where it was strictly adults. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it made for a completely different energy in the room. And so yeah. different parts of the show hit differently. Uh-huh. Uh, and so that was kind of a trip. So it's it's been really cool uh, to see the evolution of this show. And to also track my evolution as an actor and one who is a storyteller sharing uh, Mm -hmm. this show with others. Because yeah, each experience is completely different and it really helps me to round out my understanding of the character as well as my competency in my storytelling abilities. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's been really fun. And yes. yeah, a reminder to stay in shape, especially here during the holiday <laughs> seasons when it's easy to let yourself be like, I'm not doing anything. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've had to like check myself back in a couple of times to be like, you still have to do the show though. So mm-hmm. <laughs> as much as you want to just like let the waistband go and just, you know, sit back and, you know, whatever, just, you know, be, uh, I don't know, super lazy days here in the winter, eat all you want, don't work out or nothing. It's like, I also do have to like be in front of people and <laughs> hold this whole thing down. So, you know, we got to keep the cardio up. We got to, you know, keep the body at least a little limber. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It's, it's been really fun getting to share uh, outside of the Spokane community. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's yeah. keeping you on your toes during the season, but I think, <laughs> you know, that's good if you can keep up with it because a lot of people, including myself, I feel like would be like, you know what? Pass me the turkey wings. Like, <laughs> like you know, I went to the, I, I would keep it up for so long, but as soon as food is placed on the table, it's a wrap. So oh, kudos to you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same as like college or whatever, where it's like a, a quick cram study session. You know, you have two weeks to write a paper and then you're writing it at 1130 the night before yes. your 7 a.m. class. You know, I've, yes. I've been doing that even with my workouts and my and my whatever. Like, yeah, I'm like, that's OK, though. I mean, know, exactly. as long as it gets the job done. Right. Exactly. I totally gave up the last bit of my college. I'm like, you know what? C's get degrees. You know, I don't plan on working for the man anyway. Like, let me just go ahead and grab this paper. <laughs> But yes, all the flowers going to you for just continuing to do amazing at the show. I see it pop up on my phone all the time and it just makes me, it just warms my heart. So I'm very excited and I'm very bummed. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to see it. Yes, there'll be opportunities. (laughs) Before it's done. I'm making that promise, but it doesn't help that I'm not even in the state. So, um, (laughs) you know, you're completely cross country. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. (laughs) Fingers crossed though. I'm like, the the original playwright and the original actor of the show debuted it at the Kennedy Center in DC. So hopefully Ooh. we're able to match that same energy and able to get the tour to hop over to other major cities outside of the Northwest and two uh, at these major venues. So you know, fingers crossed that fingers you know may, you'll probably see it somewhere else. However, hopefully too, also there at the Kennedy Center. How amazing would that be? Oh, for sure, that would be insane. Yeah. Insane. Put that one on the resume. I'm like, well, I'll start it on the vision board. (laughs) Therefore, it can get to the resume. Oh, you know, everything we speak on this show comes into existence. I wholeheartedly believe that. So we're going to 
throw that out there. Kellen will be performing at the Kennedy Center regardless. Come on. Episode 62, mark it down. (laughs) (laughs) So we know to go back. All right, this was the moment. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's been cool to travel. Uh, All my travel here has been stateside. Uh, Mm -hmm. Also on my phone, I've been seeing some pretty cool highlights of you being out and about and gaining new experiences. And I'm just like, Ah, uh, it is so awesome to live vicariously through you and your adventures. Uh, how has your time been recently? It's been good. So I was recently in Italy Ooh. and um, I ate tons of food. I ate pasta every day and drank wine every single day. And it, I didn't get tired of it. So that was yes. the high of my trip is the food, which is the high of, I guess, any trip that I take. But <laughs> you know, I find the foods. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was really great. I actually gifted my mom um, a trip to Italy last Christmas. And so we kept having to push it back and push it back. And so finally we're like, we're going. And then my sister, um, I actually got her a different trip, but she's like, well, I'll come. So <laughs> we brought her too. Um, and so it was great. And we spent our Thanksgiving there. Um, which of course didn't feel like Thanksgiving because nobody cares over there. So it was, <laughs> right. it was very much fun to just kind of chill with the family and to see so much. There's there's so much more to be seen. We were the only there. I, we were there um, for about a week and a half, and I was actually still supposed to be there, but I was so tired. <laughs> like uh, I was supposed to do like a week in Florence and another week in Rome. Okay. Um, so I ended up doing like a week and a half in Florence, but within that time frame, we went to like other, we were like within the Tuscany area. So we went to like different other towns in you know, the leaning tower of Pisa. Um, we went to Chianti. So we kind of, you know, we did what we did in Tuscany and then I was supposed to go to Rome for like an extra four days on my own after my mom and my sister left but I was exhausted like for anyone who's been to Florence like there's they know about like the cobblestone like mm-hmm. <laughs> and that will get to your feet because got we it. were going everywhere by the time we got back we were like out like at least I was I was out so it was like every day was exhausting in a good way yeah, but yeah. I was like I do not have the energy to take on another city I will be back though <laughs> so, <Yeah>. <laughs> that's kind of what, how it went down but it was it was so cool to just kind of separate um, separate with everything that I have going on and just kind of getting away. And of course, being with my family, like I love being with my family. So it was really cool. It was a culture shock a little bit okay. because everyone's, I wouldn't even necessarily say culture, culture specifically shock, but it's like the language barrier, you uh, know, to where you can't say anything like, you know, no matter what you're, what you say, it's, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like it's just, yeah, yeah. Just say. Um, so that was kind of hard for me in terms of like a control aspect, like feeling in control. I was like, man, so um, it'll be, it would be cool to like learn Italian, you know, a little bit more than what I did. All I knew was like greetings. Yeah. So, um, I try to pick up a little bit from where I can, but um, it's a very beautiful country. And, you know, it was, it, it was a great trip. It's a great nice. trip. It's crazy because a greeting will open up a conversation and it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I told my mom that and I was like, we're coming in and I was like, oh, let me, you know, brush up on some words. So at least, you know, I can know how to say hi, you know. And so I was like, but the only thing I'm scared about is if I speak it, they're going to say it back. Like, yep. And that's exactly what happened. Like my sister needed an umbrella and I'm like, ciao, you know, quanto, how much? And then he starts like speaking Italian and I was like, 
all right, how much? Like, <laughs> went straight from Italian, paused, and then went straight to like, all right, English. Um, like $5. And I was like, why did you just say, like, I know I look like a like, You could have just came with the English. But, um, but yeah, so it was an experience, but it was, it was all, it was really cool. And I miss the prices. Like, it's so much cheaper out there. Me and my mom went to this restaurant. And we try to go where the locals go. Like we didn't, we yeah. wasn't trying to like. Do eat. as the Romans do. Isn't that the thing? Exactly. And Ew. so like we went in to eat. And so they eat a lot to where, so like I'll break down their schedule. So like you have the Italians have like an Italian breakfast, which normally I think is like fruits and coffee or whatever. And then you, they do, I think they do like a normal lunch, but now when it comes to dinner, that's a whole nother ball game. Oh no, we went for lunch actually. So I guess lunch and dinner are kind of the same, but it's like you have, you could do like an appetizer and then you have like two meals. So you can, you eat like pasta, like a whole dish, like a pasta or like, you know, some other kind of small dish. And then you eat like the meat portion. So you have like the steak or the pork or the fish, whatever. So it's like two meals. And so we would go out to eat and they were like, that's all you want? Because we would just order pasta, but we're like missing a whole, the whole other half of the meal. And I'm like, dang, y'all my kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, we go to this restaurant and it's like, you get like a half carafe of wine and then you get your two meals. And it's like $11, 11 euros, which is like dang. what, $12, $13 here in America. So it's like, everything was so much cheaper. And I came out here and I'm like, I ain't spending no $10 on this. You know what I mean? mean? So it was just like, I missed the pricing, but everything was great. You know, it was, it was, it was really, really cool. And I definitely plan on going back. I'll say that much. Yes. Yo, I learned that quick that uh, being abroad, it's like, yeah, you can learn those key phrases and or you can learn Mm -hmm. how to ask a question. Yet getting an answer and or any other type of response is like, oh, I don't know this part. That's why I I don't know how to ask. That's why I wasn't trying to go all out. But I did learn before I got there how to say I don't speak Italian. So someone okay. would come up to me and ask me something like, non parlo italiano. And they'd be like, oh, and they'll just walk away. And I'm like, <laughs> I think so I got through that. But one group of people, it was like the gra- last group of people we kind of came in contact with. Cause like we were going out, it was our last night and we like went to go get like food or whatever. And all the, and this p- these group of people came up to me and they just kept speaking Italian. And like, they were obviously having like a good time. Like they were out that night. And I kept saying, non parlo italiano. Like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> kept saying they kept talking to me and i'm just like all right so we just kind of laughed and bowed out like me and mom my mom's like all right come on we gotta go eat and i was like all right cool (laughs) but um but yeah definitely a whole experience because i the only other place i've went is like mexico okay and they know how we are i mean enough of us go out there so um so it was very interesting and it was really cool um just to kind of experience a whole another culture you know so it was cool that's dope I always yeah. love seeing like our people abroad, you know, mm-hmm. like seeing black folks travel abroad, seeing natives travel abroad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so amazing. Cause I'm like, normalize this more, you know? And then also the, the backing of it, like having more opportunity and, and the stability and the freedom to be able to go and like be in other countries and just like, yeah, know, just see, you know, just experience. Thing. Yeah, exactly. So, and I, I feel like, and that's the thing is like, 
regardless when it comes to what you want, you're going to work for it. Right. I feel like some people might kind of put that energy off as, you know, well, we don't get to do stuff like this or, you know, we don't always have these opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, realistically, what do you do with your money? Like the way you spent your money and the way I spent my money are two different ways. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we've all gotten the same amount of money most likely, but you decided to spend it over here as opposed to just putting a little bit side by side, you know, putting a little bit off to the side to save up to go or to go do certain things. And so um, it's all very doable. And especially now with so many people offering different discounts or different travel agencies, it's a lot more doable than a lot of people think. Um, You don't have to have masses and mounds of money to go someplace. And then just also just me just saying how much cheaper it is. Like me and my mom got four meals, bottle of wine, and they charge you for water out there, but okay. So like we got all that food for (laughs) cultural difference. Exactly. 20, basically less than $25 compared to out here to where you can't even have like a nice, a real nice restaurant dinner for less than $25. Like that would be a steal if you did out here. Like, you know, just going to Chipotle. Exactly. What like with a drink is what probably like over 15, $16. So it's like, put your money aside and actually just do your research and see, see what you're able to do and just go do it. Like, seriously, just go do it. You know? So, um, so yeah, it was really cool. And, you know, I'm anxious to kind of hopefully get a few more stamps in my passport. Um, later down the line. So cool. It was, it was cool. What did you do for Thanksgiving? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, cause it's, it's, well, outside of that, it's it's literally one of my like life goals to be able to be, you know, of course the whole thing of like, uh, I want to be so successful that I can take care of my mom. My mom doesn't have to work anymore. You know, there's that Mm -hmm. whole thing that we have Uh, yet beyond that, to be able to uh, like host and take my cousins and my family abroad, you know, and be like, mm-hmm. let's travel to these countries. Let's go and see different places. Let's experience different cultures. Cause yeah. every time you leave the country, you have an entirely different perspective of the place that we live in, you know, cause For you're sure. seeing the way that other people are living. You see the way that they like operate and, and, and commune with one another or whatever it is like the cuisine uh, the mm-hmm. arts culture, uh, the traffic, whatever it may be, you know, there's so many things that help add perspective. So then like when you do come home, you know, then you also have to like readjust to be like, Ooh, okay, well, mm-hmm. uh, let me get back into, you know, what are the societal norms around here that, yeah. you know, now that I've seen something outside of my norm, well, just again, it, it, it adds perspective to your life and it helps you to like walk in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's like, how are just, you know, wanting to be a part of that wave and encourage uh, opportunity for that expansion and growth for the people I love the most and to really like normalize that so that for future generations and even for our generation, you know, as we get older and as we're all established and able to, mm-hmm. you know, cash out and do these type of things, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, it's winning season for the team. You know, if I'm winning, you're winning, yeah, uh, bringing exactly. our people up all at the exact same time, right? We've talked about that before. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, having that foundation to where it's like, oh, now we can go and we can, you know, we can go back to the the, the African motherland. We can go over to uh, Europe and, you know, uh, in, in Asia and, you know, all these different places uh, and mm-hmm. check out uh, different ways of living and to like be a representation uh, of ourselves, you know, that, that cross-cultural exchange, because we come from such a like deep cultural background. So it's cool mm-hmm. to be able to like go over and, you know, just ex- the, the, the exchange basically is all I'm saying. So, yeah. yeah and it, speaking it, of like the differences is like, 
And it's not that I appreciate America because I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> but there is, I noticed that the racism is a little bit different. And I know it's pretty, it's a really strong word. Okay, let me draw some context first because okay, I'm excited. Way Let's go. I determine racism is like okay, if you you're doing nothing wrong intentionally going up to another person, right? Like you literally have not opened your mouth, you haven't said anything. If not, you're greeting them with a smile, right? And then they're just rude to you for no reason. Like to me, that's racist because I didn't I didn't do anything to yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? I gave you no reason to throw hate my way. Right. And so the difference between Italy and America, America, you know, they'll just look at you wrong. You know what I'm saying? And then you get radical. You know what I'm saying? And you're just like, well, why did you know? know, It's the whole vibe. Everybody, everybody knows how American racism can can be. Um, And of course, it gets worse. But like when you walk into an establishment or, you know, you're engaging with someone, it's like they're looking at you funny or they're just not serving you or paying attention. It's like subtle racism in Italy. They're very vibrant. (laughs) And I mean, I hate to use the word racism, but I really don't know what else it is because I engage with a few people and, you know, Italian, they're very, you know, I don't want to use the wrong word. They're very vibrant with their, their words anyway, when it comes to their hands sometimes or whatever. And so when I would be asking for help and it's really, and it's weird because it was the only, it was airport employees for the most part, airport employees or just employees in general. And so it was like I had a question and I was literally just following instructions because I was at the airport and I like left my bag at the baggage claim. I don't know why I just walked right by it. And so I had to get back to my bag. And the guy was like, okay, here's the pass, go through the doors, blah, blah, blah. So that's what I do. And this lady's like, back, back, back. No, go, go. And it's like, I'm literally just trying to say, oh no, I have the pass. And he told me to come out here. She's like, no, go, go. And she's like walking towards me, like throwing up her hands. This is like my first impression. As soon as I touch it down, I'm oh like, you know what, you know, it gets better. I can't control anybody. Yeah. And then another instant was like when I was, I went to go buy like a soda or something from the, this little area. We we're at the train station and the guy's like, and there was nowhere to put the stuff down, like the no counter. So I just had like my soda on top of like some gum, whatever's like soda and a cup of waters. And so pay him whatever. And he's like, take it away, take it away. And I was like, but like, he's close to me. Like, he's really like, we're, you know, I just paid for the stuff. And I'm like, and I, he didn't give me like the thumbs up, like, okay, you're good to go. You don't have to sign anything. So I'm just standing there waiting to sign something or whatever. Yeah. And he just like flicking his hand at me, like in front of my face. And I was just like, all right. So like, <laughs> so like, that's what I'm saying. And it wasn't like, bro, like it didn't make me appreciate racism in America, but it was like, dang y'all, if we don't, if you don't like us, you, I clearly know that you're, you know, like, like you don't want nothing yeah. to do with me. And yeah. so that's one thing that I realized just kind of, and also when we were flying back, it was, I don't know if she was French or where she was from, but I realized it's like, when they don't understand you, they're just going to keep repeating themselves and talking over you over and over again. And I'm like, I can't get with that. But like, That was the (laughs) only thing that I was like, I'm confused. (laughs) Why? But otherwise, I mean, I think that was the only thing that I was just like, oh man, you know, at least in America, they just don't talk to you and we can continue on with our day. But I'm like, dang, y'all really make it a point. (laughs) Like you're not trying to mess with me. But so that was interesting. but yeah, so that, it, there was that. Um, but otherwise, like the rest of the trip was fine. And then like, I realized that like Italy has no concept of personal space. <laughs> and so okay. like Americans, you know, it's like, bro, 
why are you so close to me? Like back up yeah. off of me. But yes. there, they're just like rubbing elbows and you know, they're all up on you. And I'm like, dang, okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, I learned that very quickly and I was like, okay. Um, what else was another difference that I noticed? There was one more. Oh, patience. Americans okay. have no patience. I realized, okay. well, I I'm already impatient around <laughs> other Americans, so let alone in a country that like, they'll take like hours to eat. Like, got it. I would say in America, we have waiters. And then in Italy, you have servers. Like they drop your mm. food and they don't come talk to you ever again. <laughs> like, okay. But it's because most Italians, they sit there for hours and hours and they just laugh and they just talk. And which is so beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's something that we should learn to do. And it's like when you go in a restaurant out here, they're rushing you because they're trying to get their next check, basically. You know, yeah. the next people in and out. And so... Um, everyone out there is just like, they're just, they're just super, they're, they're more in the moment. And so that's one thing I appreciated and just had to kind of get to learn and get, be uncomfortable in a sense while yeah. I was there, um, just to kind of allow myself to be present and not want to rush everything. Yes. <laughs> but it also kind of showed me that, you know, how, even though I already knew this, how much capitalism just runs everything in this country. Yeah. And that was kind of something that I looked at too. There is just like why we're rushing so much and why we do certain things. Um, so yeah, so it was cool. But, <laughs> but those were some of the things I noticed in terms of differences between here and like America. Those yeah. were like the, the highlights, but. It's wild how America is like, not perfected yet has really mastered a veiled racism you know like the loopholes of racism so it's like mm -hmm. yes this is this very like toxic thing yet uh it's delivered in such a way or, or mm -hmm. i don't know so that it can't necessarily be pinpointed as this thing or it's meant to be a distraction from the point you know mm -hmm. whereas like yeah other places it's just like outright like nope Boom. Yeah. Just letting you know right here, right now, because of yeah. this, you are a no. You exactly. Know? <laughs> I'm just, well, at least you are confident with it. Like, I know that, you know, I don't have to question it. <laughs> but I was like, I hate you to say use the word racism, but I'm like, it's either that or they don't like tourists. Yeah, so, which only thing I didn't know the, the same. It can be both things at the exact same time. Exactly. Too, you know? But the only thing that was like, hmm, was like my mom and my sister didn't get no. Like they were just bopping along. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why do I keep getting these like yeah. very few rude people? And thankfully, like it's not hard on me anything. Like you can't avoid that. Like any, mm -hmm. you know, I guess I'm just used to knowing that it can come at you at any time. Yes. But um, it was very interesting, and I think it just threw me off that they're just so vibrant with it. But um, but yeah, so that was that was that was the difference. Some of the differences that I noticed between two different countries, but otherwise, and like we were kind of where the locals were um for probably like the we had to switch Airbnbs because my mom had um she wanted to extend her trip. So I'm like, cool. Um, so let's do it. So we were like in a real locals area and like everything was great. It, like the only time I had a problem was like with employees of places. Mm -hmm. Um so like it was like the train station, the airport, um, wherever else. But like wherever, like where we were, it was like everyone was super cool. Um, where 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 we were in terms of like where we were located and where we kind of lingered. Mm -hmm. But um it was great. <laughs> yeah. 
it's wild how anti-blackness is so worldwide, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like you go places and literally without having to speak at all, simply exactly. just by your actual appearance, how there's a, a preconceived notion, a bias, a prejudice that gets mm-hmm. acted out when uh, somebody uh, interacts with you simply based off of your outside uh, mm-hmm. characteristics. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah it, it's, it's a trip, literally. Uh, I didn't, I mean, luckily, when I studied abroad in Brazil, I studied in a state that was uh, 85 or 80 percent black. And the city Mm -hmm. that I was in was 85 percent black. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it was actually advantageous for me. It was my first time ever being in a city where I was a part of the majority. Mm -hmm. And so like there was probably I think there was like four black students in my study abroad program, which had like about 30 or 50. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so like the three or four of us were chill. Uh, mm-hmm. in the group because we we look like the locals, you know, yeah. so we, like it, it wasn't a trip for us. And like everyone else around us was, you know, white students. Uh, and they had like the most hard times in the area uh, because of that distinction. So it was the first time that I was ever on the other side of it, where it was like, oh, I actually blend in more here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every other place that I've been to, and especially in China, like it was direct stares all the time, like people coming up and literally just touching you. I heard that they like yeah. treat celebrities yeah. at the yeah. same time. Or they'll come it's up like and like just take real your or picture. Something. Yeah, yeah. I heard about all that the time. Too. All the time, I'd be sitting in a restaurant and people would just like come up and like try to take my picture, and I have to like throw my hand up to be like, "I'm just trying to eat here, please." Like, don't, yeah. don't do that to me. Uh, and then, like you mentioned, the airports, yo, in the airports, I always got profiled and or set aside uh and it was crazy because like we would kind of travel in partners or whatever uh because i was there uh, as i was traveling abroad or i was traveling through china as i was performing with a taiwanese uh singer and so there was 10 of us dancers that were from la uh 10 americans well eight americans two canadians uh anyways that were over there and so we'd kind of like walk around in partners or in trios or whatever anyways my my roommate a lot of the times and the one that i would travel with uh, was this white guy from uh, Quebec and like he would always get through easy days and I would always mm-hmm. get profiled and pulled to the side uh, because over in China too they have like uh, a lot of or uh, what I experienced was that I would always get pulled aside with their African immigrants mm-hmm. uh, and I would just get lumped right in uh, and we would always get like the double check the triple check uh, and I remember like my homie, like getting at, like yelling at the people sometimes. And I'd be like, you know, for us, yeah, we're like, we're so used to it. it. Yeah. We're, exactly. <laughs> we're like, just don't even say nothing. Like if, yeah. if we say something, it's going to take 10 minutes. If we don't say anything, it's just three and a half minutes of this horrible experience that you have to go through, you know, where you mm-hmm. just got to like bite your tongue and get through exactly. it. Uh, yeah. Still, it's just like, fuck man. Like, where can I go that my outer exterior doesn't affect uh my experience directly and it, it, it's mm-hmm. just crazy how like you know worldwide there is a sentiment of of anti-blackness and so then yeah it makes me curious for like my future travels to like ghana ethiopia you know yeah. like, even morocco like wherever mm-hmm. uh like what how will that be uh yeah exactly I almost had the Morocco experience. So I was supposed to say that extra four days into Rome. And then no matter what, you had like an overnight flight. Like there was nothing under 12 hours that you had to wait for connection flight. So I'm like, well, let me max out my connection and see where I can go. And so I was supposed to stop in Morocco for like a night for 24 hours. And I was like, 
oh, that's that's what I was kind of looking forward to. But I was like, man, I do not have no type of energy. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not to hit Morocco another time. But yeah, totally just skipped my flight. But I, I that was one of the places I was supposed to go. But I mean, I know nothing about Morocco, but I'm like, I just thought it was cool that, I'd be, you know, I dip my toe in Africa for a second. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm totally with you when it comes to all of that. I think when I was there, the one thing, though, that was different was I didn't feel uncomfortable okay. when... Um, like when we were out and we're like going to eat and stuff like that, like I was still the only person of color in the room, but like everybody just kept to themselves. It was like, there was no stairs and I didn't, when I walk into the room, it's not like I was tense. Like I am here. I was just very, I, I know I could just, nobody's going to mess with me or bother me or look at me funny or treat me a certain way. That was the one thing that was cool is like, I was kind of relaxed. Cause like my mom would be like, man, I don't know if we should go in there. Like, she's like, there's no people of color in there. I'm like, oh no, don't worry about it. Like, I don't feel uncomfortable when I go into these rooms. Um, so that was a, that was, I noticed that. Um, and then like, there's a lot of Africans there as well. So I kind of was interested in that story. I didn't, I didn't know it. Um, but there, there aren't too many people of color out there, but like for the black people anyway, they're all like, they're all from Africa and they're obviously from Africa because they're about 10 shades darker with me, which is so amazing. <laughs> but, um, there, I didn't see too many quote unquote black people there. Um, there was a very few who were, I think just on vacation for the most part, but then some people, some people I'll look at, look at and be like, Oh, okay. And then they walk by and they're speaking Italian. I'm like, Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, yeah. so it's like, you, you want to go up to them, say something, but like, they're not going to understand you, but, um, it was cool. The whole trip yeah. was really cool. I think regardless, I had a great time that wasn't going to affect my trip necessarily because I know that's just, I guess I didn't expect it, but like it was, you know, I, I learned real quick that it's like, you know, you can't, run from yourself so yeah <laughs> um, it is for sure it is. well even our even our notions even our like our preconceptions that we have because you know regardless of like the the factor of like being black it's like we're also american and mm. you know americans we have our mindset we have our our societal norms that we're used exactly. to exactly and you know america in the in the world scheme is like it has this like kind of pervasive energy or you know mm. like america's always trying to or americans are always trying to dominate americans are always you know and especially when we go abroad too like the american can come out where you're like who put me first, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, I'm, I'm in somebody else's territory. I'm in somebody exactly. else's land. Yeah, like what I'm used to and, and my standards, you know, it's just like, well, I'm American. And so then that means this. Uh, yeah, and so no. it's crazy how that can kind of come out too. Or like you, you feel that inner turmoil where it's mm -hmm. like, oh, let me calm this down. Like, let me take a breath and realize like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, I yeah. knew I was in another home turf. Like I immediately was like, you know what? I'm I'll, I'm going to adjust when I come into this country. I think the only thing that was nerve wracking is when I noticed that I'm like, all right, you're doing too, what, too much towards me. I couldn't say nothing back. Oh my, all right, whatever. I'm like, I'm real M MLK out here. I just got to turn the other cheek. Push it. Uh, right. What, yes. but, but yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, well, going back to your question, uh, not to cut your question off, uh, I was able to spend the holiday last week uh, just here in the Spokane area. My right. uh, brother and sister came into town. My brother's over in the Portland area, and then my sister is down in the Boise area. Uh, and so we were able to all convene here at our parents' house and kick it. I also got to spend some time with some of my other cousins who are here in the Spokane area uh, who came in from their respective towns. And so, yeah, it's been fun being able to establish 
or to uh, grow and cultivate the relationships that I have with my younger siblings. And that extends out to my cousins as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, now that we're all adults. Uh, And so we get to, you know, talk a little bit deeper. We get to get involved in different activities that allow for us to move from, you know, oh, back when we were kids to like, oh, now we're all like these full independent living ass beings. Uh, and so that, you know, we can talk about real things or we can get into the juice of, of you know, frivolous things in a fun way, whatever it may be. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been really fun being able to really deepen the uh, connections that I have with these people. Um, now that, you know, everyone's getting over the the adult line i'm i'm on the older side of the wave so uh mm-hmm. like uh specifically on my mom's side out of the the grandchildren i'm number five and our grandchildren count right now is like at 27 28 oh, we're still dang. waiting on one to be born i think our great-grandchildren is like six or seven and we're waiting for another one to be born dang. so it's just like our our count is is growing uh and so like i literally have 31 years between 31, 32 years between me and my youngest cousin. And then when this next one gets born, I'll have 35 years, you know, uh, so it's like, it's wild. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it's, I'm, I'm on the older side. So I, I am definitely, you know, uncle to some kids. And then just even within my cousin group, you know, sometimes they try to like, you know, there is that regard for like, oh, you're almost uncle. And I'm like, oh, girl, don't do that to me. We are cousins. <laughs> we are on this, we're the same generation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's wild because yeah, I'm, I'm on the, the top side of, of the pyramid. Nay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it's just been like a trip being able to transition out and then also still to like see the young ones like go through their processes and be like, Oh, I remember this phase Mm -hmm. Uh, or like, Oh, I've seen this revolve three or four times now, you know, like y'all think you're in it and you think you're, you're the ones yet. Wait till you get to this point. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where that part came. Anyways. uh, It's been really fun being able to like have time with my family. That's the main point. Yeah, for sure. And there's nothing like getting together with the cousins. So. Yes, you know, <laughs> I all love the it. time. Well, because yeah, they're the you're well for me. I've always called my cousin. Well, one, we just know our cousins are siblings culturally. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Two, it's been it's literally in our language. Uh, as I mentioned here on the on the show before, like it's literally in our Nespers language uh, that like our cousins are our siblings. Uh, and then, yeah, just beyond that, like three for my actual experience, my lived experience, you know, my cousins were my first siblings. Mm-hmm. I have nine and 11 years between me and my younger brother and younger sister. Uh, yeah, I have cousins that are months apart from me. So we grew yeah. up together, you know, like we mm-hmm. were the ones that were in the house together, diapers together, doing all the activities together. Uh, so yeah, those were my first siblings, are my first siblings. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it's it's just like a blessing definitely to have that type of family around. And so, yeah, we're able to celebrate it over the past weekend and, you know, because a lot of people had that time off, so they're able to come home. So I had a good time getting to, to celebrate that. You know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a a getaway with all the arts and and beautiful weather (laughs) that you had. No, it was funny because we were, we went on this like tour through Tuscany on that day. And so we met some, I mean, they're really nice people. I mean, I guess the American view from looking at it, you know, they were very Karen looking, but they were from Georgia and we were. Like the country or the state? The state. 
Okay. There's a country called Georgia. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. That's why I get confused. And especially since you're over in Europe, I was like, I want to be thorough. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) They're from like, they were on the little trip with us. And so they were like super nice though. As soon as they started talking, they're like, oh, you're really nice. And she was like, I know it's going to be a really dumb question. And, um, she was like, but do you guys celebrate Thanksgiving? Cause we were, we, I think I forgot how, oh no, she asked where we were from. And we said, you know, La Play Idaho and Sports Reservation. And then eventually she asked us and we're like, well, and so we had that kind of, it wasn't a conversation, but I kind of said what I had to say. Yeah. Um, and I was just thinking back to like last year when I was so anti Thanksgiving and so <laughs> disheartened and angry because I learned like the whole thing. Like I just, clicked on one thing and clicked on the other thing and clicked on the next thing. And so I just like, was like, I'm not celebrating this year. (laughs) I'm not doing nothing. And so then fast forward to this year and just kind of, I've gotten to understand how the Wampanoag people kind of use that day and the whole day of mourning and just having that deep appreciation of how far we've came as a people and just mutually respecting all of our tribes in unison and how far we've came and where we've gone through and paying respect at the same time for those tribes that were lost. And so, um, now it's like, no, I, I, I got the happy Thanksgiving text. I'm like, don't y'all know better by now? Like, why are you texting me this? Like, I hate the happy Thanksgiving text. And so like my roommates messaged me and it's funny because like that my roommates, I got a text from my roommates and they were like, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. And I was like, have a great day. And I was like, I'm native. <laughs> yeah. So that's the best you're going to get. <laughs> and I, yeah. Like nobody like said anything <laughs> after that. I'm like, y'all feel like it's just to me, it's insensitive. Like, why would you text me happy Thanksgiving? And so- I'm like, shout out to everybody Put it on Instagram. I'm like, shout out to everybody who did not text me. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, <laughs> I appreciate y'all. Cause I'm just like, uh, you know, but it still irks me. Like, it's just like, why don't you learn like what you're celebrating? Like what, what? it just seems really naive to me for people to kind of have that insensitivity and shout it from the rooftops and knowing it doesn't stem from the, uh, from a good place. You know what I mean? So I still kind of have feelings in that way. And then like, even my family, like my black side messaged me, happy Thanksgiving. I'm like, y'all should know better. (laughs) Like, why did she send me that? So I didn't even respond. And I'm like, bruh. So those are the only things that still, I mean, that still irks me, but, um, but yeah, so I mean, I know like my black side isn't going to give up Thanksgiving. It just is what it is. And it's more so off, off of just tradition. Um, but I think just, and not speaking about them specifically, I just feel like people were at a day and age now, like, come on, like y'all know better. Like, don't, don't bring that energy over here. Like keep that over yeah. there, like figure out something else to say, you know, whether it's out of respect for us or just, you know, just think of something else to say, <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? So I still have strong feelings that way, but, and that's what I was telling the lady from Georgia. I was like, well, this is how, basically what I said to you, like, you know, we, we look back and we appreciate who we're with and, um, you know, we appreciate our families and just spending time with our, our own people and, you know, understanding and how far we came and, you know, basically just kind of giving her that breakdown. Um, but, but yeah, I told her we don't celebrate it in the way others (laughs) celebrate it necessarily. Um, so it's just kind of funny to me when I see other natives posting happy Thanksgiving and I'm like, okay, it's just awkward for me. I guess yeah. I don't know. I mean, I get it. Don't get me wrong, but it's 2022. <laughs> I mean, I don't yes, know. yes. I don't know. I mean, yeah. and I'm not trying to be like, like 
be a type of way about because my like my my family does still say like at least my black side still you know they're happy thanksgivingers but it does it does irritate me a little bit when it's like you're really just gonna it's like i don't know i mean and when i think about like black people it's like oh it's like me saying happy day of enslavement today's the day we came over on the ship like you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. it's the same yeah. thing for thanksgiving like this is the day you know we were murdered and you know it just doesn't make sense to me but yeah. anyway that's my little thanksgiving rant it's not as big as last year but um that's kind of where i'm at with it but otherwise you know it was cool and i hung out with my mom and we drank we drunk well that too, but we had plenty of wine, plenty of wine. Yes, a good time, and we just appreciate our native selves. Um, but yeah, I think lately, like especially with last year, and I guess this year too, it's like when it comes to holidays like that, I just I'm heavy on the self love and just doing things and appreciating myself for who I am and doing what I want to do instead of feeling like I have to do what society, the rest of society is doing. But um, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I'm I like, eat. yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, yes, yeah. Since we're here, and, and still gonna food. make a plate, but like, yeah, exactly. Thank you. I'm like, uh, I'm not gonna waste this time and effort I'll put into these into these dishes. Oh, now. for sure. It's like it's just the happy Thanksgiving part. Like, even if we still yep. commune for food, okay, exactly. whatever. But like, just change the name, like change the title or something. Like, that's the only thing that irritates me. Is like, I'm tired of the Thanksgiving title, but I'm still very much grateful for, you know everything but it's like can we just get a different name or i don't i don't i don't know yeah well it's very much that you know because again it's i think we did kind of discuss this too last year it's just like well it's now uh ingrained into the calendar so each calendar year people know that last thursday of november yeah. i couldn't even think of the, the month uh you know is when this happens uh, and it's normalized for us now. Whereas like i think like the first official thanksgiving was like 1800s or like the early 1900s i can't remember from my google search last year yeah prior to that like it wasn't a thing you know mm-hmm. um and then it had like its pushback because originally it, it wasn't like really accepted and then they started to see well oh we can push sales because capitalism uh mm-hmm. and then also for like creating this image of the american institution or the american family whatever the narrative is that had its political uh, sense as well, then it's like, okay, then finally this president signed it into like, well, now this is a national holiday, even though just a few generations ago, we were like, we can't do this thing, you know? Mm. So like, but for us now, it's just a normalized thing, uh, like daylight savings time or like these other just like made up concepts really. Um, And really, even when you say like celebrating Thanksgiving, like people celebrating Thanksgiving, it always makes me wonder. I'm like, what are you celebrating? Is it just literally? That's my thing. Like, what's happening? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. This like a uh, Snoopy. What's his name? Charlie Brown story of mm-hmm. like, you know, these two people coming together and breaking bread at a table. Is that like the major thing of the celebration? Because outside of that, like, I don't necessarily know that people are like ingrained in celebration. I think they just enjoy getting together, being gluttonous. And on a lot of instances like watching tv or Mm -hmm. whatever or watching a football on tv you know where it's like this other part where it's like oh yeah this is just a guaranteed day that i get off on a thursday i usually get the friday off we eat all that we want and we get to watch football all day you know the women are in the kitchen kitchen cleaning and cooking and we're out here just like doing whatever like I don't know that people were like, oh, actually, yes, we come together on this day because this is the day. Like how many people are really like getting into 
the the narrative itself you know as much of a farce as the narrative is uh so i'm like are you really celebrating quote unquote thanksgiving or is it literally just one of these ingrained days that you know where you get to like eat all you want and do this other thing you know Mm. watch football all day kick it with your family which aren't i'm not saying these are bad things you know Mm. yeah again like what you're talking about about like even just the title of thanksgiving and or the commemorative statement of happy thanksgiving you know where it's just like uh, because then that extends out into other things like we've even talked about fourth of july you know for like other people it's like girl all of them (laughs) exactly where it's just like what are well okay so with that instance like i can understand or like i see more where people are like oh we're celebrating our freedom we're celebrating our independence we're celebrating this moment that marks haha now we have now we can do whatever we want uh we are celebrating the establishment of the u.s constitution we are stabbing establishing or we're celebrating the fact that we have our bill of rights and uh every other amendment that allows us to like just fuck around and be whoever the fuck we want you know uh and have this like crazy inflated ego that again extends out into the greater world where other countries look at us and like oh fuck there goes another american you know because of that mm-hmm. so like yeah i i get like in that instance, when it comes like July 4th or quote unquote Independence Day, how like people are like celebrating independence. Yeah, with Thanksgiving, I'm like, what are you really, really celebrating um, beyond like maybe I guess just this like story that you kind of have of like, oh, our community came together with the original people and then we broke bread and then everything was fine. We were friends after that. And now we can just ignore the rest of uh you know, the actual facts of, uh, you know, colonial terror and, and all the, the deeper and truer, uh, act or chain of events that, uh, you know, came to play. I, I don't know. I started losing myself there at the end yet. Yeah. Hopefully you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like, like with these holidays, it's just very sugar coating and it is based off of capitalism. I'm like, regardless, like we know why a lot of these things were established, but now you're trying to turn it into something else, but still showcasing what are still ignoring the stem of where it come, comes from. For example, like with Thanksgiving, it's like now we immediately think, you know, a lot of people know of the native thing. So that's kind of what how they kind of bring it up but like it's they know of the history or know that it's not a good history so we're just going to focus on eating and focus on kicking back and you know people are going to you know ads are going to be shown of shopping and things like that but it to me it's still you're just you're you're still ignoring it a little bit and this is kind of the narrative that now that they're pushing and trying yeah you know, I don't know I can't I guess I can't really break it down either for me, it's just like, okay, well, how about we just scratch Thanksgiving and then keep the, what the second day, the native, Amer- what do they, I forgot what they call it. Native American appreciation day or something like that. For me, it's just comes down to the names and like the reclamation. I think that would be a whole nother thing. Like I don't mind reclaiming certain holidays for what they were and still keeping the same date or time frame. At least, you know, that's us putting our flag in the ground, so to speak, if that's what we're going to get. But it's just like, for me, it's like, just change it. Like, it's like a lot of people are just staying on what the norm is and what these traditions are. It's like, I don't want my kids to have, or my grandkids to have these same traditions. Like, I hope there's new traditions, (laughs) you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of just where I'm coming from. I'm not against 
you know, feeling thankful or I'm not against not eating with your family or I'm not against these cookouts and having laughs and a good time. That's not what I'm against. What I'm against is just ignoring the history of where these days even stem from. Like get to understand that first rather than just ignoring it because you don't know what you're supporting at that point. You're buying into the capitalism to act as if you're supporting. They're only, they're going to keep they're going to keep pushing certain things and pushing the holiday without actually changing the name or out actually taking action to respecting those who deserve the respect because you're just in the hype of it all in a sense. It's like, learn that first and then let's try to get some things changed. I'm not saying stop hanging out with your family. What I'm saying is, okay, how can we change the names or how can we change? How can we make a change in a sense, in terms of create like establishing our own narrative and reclaiming what needs to be reclaimed. That's kind of where I'm coming from at least. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Working to bring truth to light. And That's all, it. Yeah. 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 And cause again, the, the rhythm, the, the, the habit itself isn't going to get kicked, you mm-hmm. know, because it, it's been revolved around for however many gener or however many decades now. So like now it's an ingrained habit in the calendar of our country yet that, so yeah, so we're not going to kick that habit necessarily. Uh, you know, there's not going to be like, oh, never mind, just erase the day completely. We're not going to do this anymore. That's not, you yeah, know, that's, that's not going to happen that, in my lifetime. That's not going to happen, <laughs> exactly. So, well, so since this space is being created each calendar year at this exact same time, uh, let's work on what you are saying, like being able to speak truth to what is going into this day. Exactly. Uh, so that we're not, you know, doing the whole, you know, I can see the wizard behind the curtain. Yeah. I'm acting as though he's not there, you know, yeah. the wizard of Oz reference, uh, you know, uh, Dorothy and, and all of them, like you ignore the man behind the curtain. Like, no, I can see the man behind the curtain who is controlling the wizard. Like, I'm just going to talk to the man behind the curtain yet. We're so stuck on focusing on the wizard or, you know, people are stuck on making us try to focus on the wizard rather than looking at the man behind the curtain who's controlling the wizard. Cause it's like, no, you're a farce. You're fake. Like, let's get to the realness. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Also, uh, National Native American Heritage Day. Yeah, I knew it was something like Boom, that, whatever yeah. they wanted to give us. But <laughs> yeah. it's just like, we're going to continue Googles. being spoon fed. It's like, my thing is, okay. And it's like, we see it in sometimes in movies, right? To where someone has a goal and then, you know, the people rile up and they start doing other things. And this isn't the way this is supposed to go over it. Like, you know, in terms of dictatorship, when people kind of rise up and go against what the norm was supposed to be. And that's kind of how I feel like when it comes to, let's say Thanksgiving, you know, obviously that's what we're talking about, but other holidays as well to where it's like, okay, imagine Thanksgiving rolls around and you have all these ads of Thanksgiving and you have all these things on TV and marketing, whatever. Imagine if all of us just stop using the term Thanksgiving and we all say happy day of mourning or whatever. Like then they have no choice, but to, you know what? No one's with Thanksgiving, quote unquote, anymore. Mm-hmm. Let's call it um, day of mourning. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if we kind of rise up, as, not rise up, it's a really strong word, but like if we all collectively um, understood the paths and these truths and actually shared, you know, you know, whose land you're on or shared, you know, um, some sort of connection or some sort of some, just sharing us like native peoples, as opposed to, sharing what the norm is to share. I feel like, you know, if it's not the president, but, you know, somehow there would be some sort of acknowledgement. Okay. This, what 
what has worked isn't working anymore and people are starting to understand what's going on. Let's, let's acknowledge that, you know, it, it opened our eyes enough in a sense. So that's kind of like what, how I'm thinking to where it's like, man, if only, if they change the name or if we all just got to understand where the root of all of these holidays come from and actually acknowledge that, yeah. you know, then we can start changing that narrative together. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be mm-hmm. such a fight for our people or one group of people and for our voices and our histories to be ignored. If we all understood where a lot of these things come from, that's how we make change. It's just, I feel like it's, it's simple, but it's not simple for a lot of other people. Not at all. But, um, well, but then yeah, to, to acknowledge and or admit for a large population. Uh, on one, admit. That, exactly. It's like <laughs> once, once you do that part, then everything else on the other side of it crumbles. You know, like yeah. if I were to admit that this one thing is this, then that would negate all of this other stuff that, you know, defines my life or that allows me certain privileges and or freedoms, you know, whatever it may be. Um, where like even, I know this is kind of a stretch, yeah. We talked about in a couple episodes back about like even museums, how like museums have remains of people and they have all these artifacts from these different countries or these different cultures. And, you know, even though there is a, this crazy art and, and there's, you know, the crazy history of like how these things were acquired uh, and, and even the things that aren't displayed, they're just like stored in the back. It's like, why not give these remains back to the original peoples? Why not let these, you know, parts of these human flesh parts go back to their homelands, to their people so that they can be properly buried or taken care of. And then the same extending for artifacts. And then that statement of being like, well, if we let this one thing go, then we also have to let the other thing go. And if we let the other thing go, then we, we're going to have to give this back as well. And then it completely disintegrates, you know, the entire collection of a museum or they're in their entire archive, you know, because the, once you, once you start that floodgate, then it would just open it to everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, the rolling back of uh, the Indian Child Welfare Act, ICWA, you know, and how the Supreme Court is literally working with that and, and how there's, you know, these law firms that are are taking up this case uh, and working in the special interests of uh, big oil companies. Because if you're able to take away the protections for our Indian children, um, then, you know, you can start to also disintegrate the other rights and uh, established um, protections that we have uh, in nation to nation sovereignty as uh, federally recognized tribes uh, with these established written documents uh, in quote unquote agreement with the US government. You know, so it's being able to roll back things. It's it's breaking down uh, whatever established things. So it's like once you start with one thing, then it can just like ripple, ripple, ripple out into others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like, I know those are like crazy examples and crazy, like weird things. It all ties in to where like yeah. in this, in like in this very same instance where it's like, okay, yeah, if everyone really did sit down or like if, if there was this reckoning, this recognition of, okay, let's acknowledge, let's be aware of truth. Let's dive into not just this like cookie cutter, sugar coated story. Let's actually examine what what realty is, then it would really just like disintegrate everything else, you know? So then people aren't going to yeah, do that, exactly. you know, because, because then it would crumble everything else around them. So it's like, mm-hmm. actually, no, I'm just going to stay staunch in this thing. Because yeah. if, 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 if I were to say the opposite, then all my other stuff has to go, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's, that's the kind of crazy part about it. It's just like that constant battle of being like, you know, that this is 
oh, okay. So then like, I even, I giggled earlier when you said it's 2022, like, why are we dealing with this? I giggled because earlier today I was listening to a show from like back in 2019 and they were talking about like, here it is in 2019, you wouldn't think that we would have to be putting up with this one thing. And then that person was like, Ugh, oh my gosh, I'm also just rolling my eyes at the fact that I said that right now, because we always say that. We say that in 2017. Exactly. It is like, it don't matter. It, it really doesn't does matter it. the year, like as much as we would want to think that, as much as we want to be like, you know, we see these documented cases, we see footage of these atrocities online all the time. We see Seriously. the discussion. We, we can literally, literally look back at written documents and see the policy that talks yeah. about the very distinction or the very prejudice or whatever it is that, you know, causes this major malfunction today. We can mm-hmm. literally look at these things. And even with all this proof and with all this uh, collective knowledge and access to the knowledge, it's still like... Mm. I don't know. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> because I mean, if you were to say, you know, that it, yeah. that it crumbles everything else. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'm just thinking because it's like, first of all, I'm going to stop using that because <laughs> I've used it plenty of times. But then also, I guess devil's that, well, not even because I'm just saying it's like with two different people, yeah, it means two different things for two groups of people. We know yeah. which groups those are. But I think it's a good phrase to just kind of erase from your vocabulary because. Now think about the other the other group of people are saying it's 2022. Get over it. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. So it comes from two different contexts. Um, and then, like I said before, some things are common sense to me, and it's not common sense to other people. And so, yeah, it's definitely a good phrase to just go ahead and stop saying because <laughs> nothing's getting better. You know, it's a laugh cry, but it's true. Yep, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so. Holidays, holidays, holidays. Same conversation, yeah. different year. So exactly. It is well, what I mean, it is, we, we but, come into um, these, com- we come into the holiday every year. Like I said, it's, it's, but it still has to be it's said. In our I calendar. Feel like. Yeah, it's not like you know everything that we're saying is still making sense. Um, it's just it. I don't, I don't, there's nothing else really to do besides continue to speak our truths. But it is, it is breaking way a little bit because I think about my 16 year old cousin. Um, and I think about her last year and think about her this year. And I'm, okay. we're talking about Thanksgiving and we're talking about Indigenous Peoples Day or Native American Heritage Month. And she knows she's on it. And so it's like with my Black side, it's like they're just very into the norm of what society has always said was what is. And with her, she's like, oh, no. She's like, you didn't know about, you know, the Native American. She's like, I'm learning more in school. And it's it's cute because she she is learning more about Native peoples in school to where um, if my family member says something, she's on it. Like, no, we don't do that anymore. Or we don't say that anymore. Or that's very insensitive. Like, she's very, now she's understanding where I'm coming from and why I have, sometimes I have to walk on eggshells in a sense with my family because it's like, okay, how do I explain this? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Or why this might be the wrong term or the wrong phrase to use or the lack of acknowledgement or whatever. And with her now, she's learning in school to where she's just like, no, don't say that. Or like, no, that's not what, you know, that's not what this is. Or, you know, you don't understand why it's so it's really, it's, it's cool to, to see that, you know, 
as much as we wanted our histories and textbooks and things like that. And we're just so used to not, and even going back to what you were saying, how we're just so used to certain things mm-hmm. to where we just deal with it or we just ignore it or we just get through it. And then now seeing a younger generation, they're starting to learn and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know yeah. You're doing what I probably should be doing, but because I'm not, <laughs> you know, it's a whole nother generational thing. So <clears throat> It's cool to see, you know, the younger generation starting to speak up a lot more than we have, and especially our parents and especially our great grandparents and grandparents. And so um, it's happening. But that's the thing is we just have to keep speaking and keep telling our truth because little ones are now listening and it's 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 a good thing. Yeah. well, there's disruption of patterns, you know, because if, if you don't disrupt a pattern, it's it's only going to continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like we learned that with our own personal evolution journeys, our own self-healing, you know, we are walking around as the young kids that we were. So like the the mindset that we had, the traumas that we that we experienced, you know, we are, you know, operating a lot of times innately off of those learned experiences from a young age. Uh, and then, you know, here we are in this day and age where we're talking about our, our ways of processing through our mental health, our spiritual health, uh, and, and really just like healing from the inside out. Right. And yeah. so then you understand like, uh, with something as simple as like setting boundaries, you know, uh, that like you may get used to, or you may just always operate in a way where like, oh, this is always a, within my family. This is what happens. Uh, yet that won't ever change unless you ever disrupt the pattern, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like taking the step to be like, okay, like, I know that this has always, like, just been a permissible thing. Yeah. I want to recognize or I want to put it on record or please, like, allow me the space to, uh, you know, acknowledge that, you know, this isn't something that that is uh, healthy or or whatever it is. And because of that, like, this is the boundary that I'm setting, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and able to, like, heal and grow forward and, and, and to, to better commune with, with those around you. Right. And so then yeah. as that goes into like the greater perspective, like in, in a larger family, yeah, it's those people who are like disrupting a pattern where it's like, yeah, I know that we, for generations in the eighties, nineties, even early two thousands, uh, pre social media boom that like, you know, we would just sit down in this space together and be like, happy Thanksgiving. These are our Turkey cutouts, you know, our construction paper, hand turkeys, like they made in elementary, you know, that were on the table, uh, and a little pilgrim hat or whatever. Um, yet now it's like one with this greater, understanding and awareness it's like okay if we want to see change then like the pattern has to be disrupted and so like you're saying like with your like young niece or like any any other person like in their teens or whatever it's like they're disrupting the pattern uh and it's Mm -hmm. through that disruption that change and evolution can come to where the plot can definitely uh evolve uh in a new way and so it's like uh prime like yeah it's the start moments. a little bit, although every, I don't know. I mean, it is the start and I hope it really is a start because mm-hmm. <laughs> there's been a lot of starts and, you know, when I think of a car, it's like, you know, sometimes it just stalls out because yeah. other things go on and other influences <laughs> happen and something shakes up the country or whatever. But um, I think it's very good that we're kind of in that right now to where 
the young younger generation is just saying what's on their mind regardless and they know it's okay to say what on say what's on their mind and i always kind of i think regardless whenever i'm around children or teens or whatever it's like no you know whole heart say what you say it with your chest you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah. like it's a it's a good thing to have an opinion even if you feel it's the wrong opinion or like later and if you don't if you're not if you're not confident in in your opinion let me rephrase that um it's okay. You know what I'm saying? It all really comes down to morals and ethics and what you're trying to say or why you're trying to say it. But it's like, just say it, you know what I'm saying? And kind of, it's okay to kind of figure, dive deeper into that a little bit, you know, later, or, you know, try to weed out what you're really trying to say. It's like, just say it. I think it's good to have an opinion regardless. And if somebody disagrees with it, they're going to let you know, and you either can learn something from it, or you can, become that much stronger in what you're saying and want to learn even more about why you're saying it and where you should be saying it. So um, just having opinion is, yeah. is, is good. And I think when it comes to family and just with you kind of saying, you know, changing the message and within your family and kind of breaking those patterns, it's like, the realistic side of it is not everyone in your family is going to change. They're not yeah. going to change their ideas. It's just, this is the way we've, all, we've always done it. Therefore, this is the way we're going to do it, you know? And then there's some family members that swear they hold on to it because their parents, that's just what has always been, you know, they don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. Um, so it's, it's definitely a process when it comes to breaking or breaking through some of those generational traumas, but then also kind of shaking up some of those norms that within your that were within your family so it's not easy i guess having opinion no matter where <laughs> no matter where you go even <laughs> if it's supposed to be in a safe space yeah. um but it's worth doing and it's worth bringing up and as long as you know you're being yourself and you're confident in your statement and it's coming from a good place um then you're not necessarily wrong yeah so that's just kind of i guess how i feel about it it's funny that you said starts and then you went into talking about a car, like starting and selling. <laughs> when you said starts, I was like, oh, all my art projects. It's all my incomplete beading and weaving projects that are just sitting in a box. <laughs> That's what I thought of when you said starts. I was like, oh, I got a lot of starts that have no finishes. <laughs> I have some starts from like high school that I found the other day. And I said, girl, these are 20 years old. I was like, I Dang. need to bust these things out and, and finish them sometime. Uh, I've never like, went back. Exactly. It was a Ziploc bag and like a random tote somewhere. And I said, Oh, there's a whole bag of starts. And I was like, dang it. Uh, I was like, well, these, these had a lot of good effort and intention when they, when they started off uh, mm -hmm. and then they stalled out. Yeah. That doesn't mean you can't, you know, dust it off, come back and, and add new life to it, invigorate it and then complete it oh, out. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't do that anymore. Thankfully, like when I was Lord, in high school, yeah. When I was beating, I'd High school slash, I guess the start of my beadwork journey as well, which would be some college was like, I'd get so far, like, and it was medallions that I think that I was doing the most. I'd get like halfway through the base and be like, I don't like it and put it down. But like, I haven't done it since then. So probably going on a good, I don't know, eight or nine years now. It's like, okay. I tell myself, just keep going. Like you, I can change the direction at any time yeah. or whatever. And so if I don't like something, I'll know really quick to where I'll just take it out. But I haven't, thankfully, because it was bad. Like I have so many <laughs> projects just stacked up in Ziploc bags. 
And then eventually I was like, you know, I'm done being hard on myself. You know, I'm either going to figure it out or just take out, you know, before I get too far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The thing that I always tell myself is just keep going, just keep going. And I tell my students that though, those that kind of participate in my classes, my meeting classes, I'm like, you're going to get frustrated, but just keep going. I'm like, there's beauty in your imperfections. That's what makes you an artist. You know, it's okay to have a few bumps. It's okay to have a little crooked lines or whatever bees in the wrong place. That's what makes it art. But you'll see gradually, you know, it's going to be rough to start off with and it's supposed to be rough to start off with. And then you'll see it kind of start to take shape. It's like a flower. You know what I'm saying? And it, and I tell them, I'm like, it's very awesome to look back at those pieces and to see where you started to where how you ended into where you are now. You know, yeah. so take all of that in. Don't feel like you have to be perfect because perfect just doesn't exist. Yeah. But yes, and that's true. You can always go back and you know, give it a new story or have another message. You know, we're taking this metaphor really deep, but <laughs> oh, I'm living, <laughs> it comes to, you know, and it's just life. You know what yeah. I mean? That's really what we're talking about is just Truly. life. You know, we relate everything to beadwork because that's what we know. But um, when it comes to life, it's okay to start to do something. And it's normal, especially if you're younger, to question what you just said. But as you take a few more steps, you speak to a few more people, you get to have some other understanding, you gain a little bit of wisdom. It's okay to go back to say, you know what? And I might have said this and this is where I'm coming from, but this is where I was going. Or it's okay to, you know, redo. You could do as many redo. You have all the time in the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To get your point across, to do the thing, to do whatever that is. You know what I'm saying? It's just take your time, screw up. And, you know, if one thing doesn't work, you go in another direction, you find the back door or whatever. And so just life in general, no matter what it is, if you, if it is art, if it is activism, whatever it is, it's okay yeah. to have multiple starts. <laughs> That's yeah. what makes life worth living. Cause imagine if you didn't have multiple starts, start, your, your life would be very boring, be very cliche. You would just fall in line be you would be the people we were speaking against because <laughs> like, yes. you know, that means you're making everyone else and un- making everyone else comfortable rather than doing what you know you're supposed to be doing and getting the most out of this thing called life so it's okay to have multiple starts no matter what that looks like you know so anyway um, <laughs> all right thank you for the message that helped my I heart don't know. <laughs> you were talking about one thing and i was like yep I, i'm i'm Feeling that for another thing. <laughs> it's just like, I yeah. feel like I'd be trotting along, but like, ooh, wait, ooh, ooh. <laughs> you know, beats, beats. Oh, wait, but life. Yeah. Like, it's like you guys just get the dump yeah. of my mind on this show. Well, because honestly, like for me, like as you were speaking too, like it was hitting for like thoughts of like my acting. Uh, that's been something that's been new for me lately, uh, performance through drama. Like, and I did it when I was a kid and, you know, so I'm in high school and then it's like this really long break. And now I'm getting professional opportunities as an actor and so then like i see these things uh and i'm like you know as as any artist or any person like you know how you can critique yourself uh the most out of anyone uh, mm-hmm. oftentimes and so like i find these moments where like i feel insecure about certain performances or i feel whatever uh just what any other type of emotion uh, and then I have to understand like okay i've i've learned this lesson elsewhere you know now that i've been uh, really focusing on my beadwork, uh, 
heavy since like 2009. I'm like 13 years strong into like where I've really like been like, I'm going to be a beauter. I'm going to be the best at this. Or like, I want to get to be so amazing at what I do, not the best in like comparison to others. I want to be mm-hmm. so just expert level when I execute my beadwork uh, mm-hmm. for me, myself and what my standards are. Right. So I've seen the evolution and the growth from, you know, 29, 2009 to 2012, 2018 to now 2022. Like I beat on a whole different other level and I look back at old projects and I'm like, whoo, girl, what were you going through? Yeah. Again, <laughs> it's like, I had to go through that in order yeah. to now be in this place where like, now I feel like, you know, now I've, now I've achieved the level that I was dreaming about way back then. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, and I'm still growing. So then exactly, that's the best feeling. Be more when what? you realize, you know what? You I'm know? the best I've ever been, but I'm only going to get better. <laughs> exactly. It's like, wait a second. <laughs> you know? Yes. And so yeah. So then, as you were talking about that, I was like, you know, think it's like okay, like okay. Also, this message too for like, you know, this is another art form that I'm expressing myself in. You know, uh, live performance and or acting, uh, where it's just like, okay, yeah, I do have these moments of like shakiness or trepidation or just like, you know, uh, my being self conscious about my performance or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, understanding like, okay, I have to have these these moments in the early part in order for like, you know, after this repetition and, and continued study and just continued experience you know, I'll most likely be on a far different level. Uh, mm-hmm. And then at that point, it's like, oh my gosh, boom, here we go. You know? Yeah. Uh, and not to say that, you know, what's right here and right now isn't worthwhile as well. Cause it also has its worth also has its value, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm also still giving, um, you know, my all and my, my hundred percent in the moment. Uh, yeah. Again, just being like one's uh, self-critic uh, it's like under, you know, just wanting to, to keep, you know, refining the vision. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was going to keep going. I was like, I'm just going to stop. No, you're whole. good. Uh, yeah. So thank you for the message. Basically is what it comes down to. <laughs> you started it. You had the match. My thing, like what I think also just coming back and just, I guess this week is what I've been realizing. It's only been a a few days, but it's it still I, it counts. If, it, it can counts. feel like a week when you come out of a vacation too. You're like, oh girl. Yes. And so I think just since I've been back is just really kind of take trying to take on that patience and just realizing, like I mentioned before, we have all the time in the world. It's like society puts these pressures on you. And I mean, that's how realistically, I mean, that's business. You know, yeah. me as a businesswoman, you have to make, you have to create FOMO. You have to make sure, you know, you're pushing your message in order to get your sale or whatever. Like we live in a world to where everything is competition, which is a very col- like colonial mindset, colonized mindset to where, Um, you're constantly comparing yourself to each other. You have to have a label or else what are you? Or if you don't have a word for yourself or a term for this, you're crazy. You know, if you don't know, that's a problem. It's like, it's constantly go, go, go. You have to have it figured out, blah, blah, blah. And it's very easy to get wrapped wrapped up in that Um, as an entrepreneur, of course, but just as a human being, you know, you just feel like you have to do this by a certain time or man, I'm not good enough because I'm not, this type of person, the way I wanted it, you know, it's not falling out the way it needs to be in this, my time frame, And, you know, it's not happening quick enough. And so now I'm just really, at least this week, I've been just trying to be super present and like, not feel like 
I have to achieve something by a certain time or I have to get up and I have to do this, 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 this. It's like, no, it's like everything happens in due time and it's okay. Just do the best you can at making sure you're doing everything that you want to do and you're supposed to be doing. It's like, I have all of these goals, especially coming into this year. And even last year, it was like, okay, I want to achieve this and achieve this and achieve this. And I have, but it's like, other areas of my life are going to be lacking, obviously, if I'm not, if I'm only focused on this one thing. So I think right now, um, and I'm hoping I can maintain this, is just having that kind of patience and calmness with myself. And, you know, even though, yes, I think it's healthy to have goals, um, not putting such a t- tight time frame on it. It's like, I know mm. I'm going to achieve this. Mm. So why am I pressuring myself because I'm not knocking out all of these little things quick enough to get me to that goal date or whatever. It's like, you know what, I'm that it comes down to the phrase, you know, what I usually say is what always for you will be for you regardless. Um, but it's just, it's okay to take your time. You know what I'm saying? What's the difference? Let's say buying a house. If you bought a house this year, as opposed to 10 years from now, you still got that house. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. most likely you're not you're not um most likely you got a bigger house or most likely you have you know other so it's like it's 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 like that in a way to where it's like okay what always is what's for you will always be for you but don't feel like you know you have to rush towards it and so that that's just everything in life for me right now it's where I just want to be patient with myself and I'm like I know what I'm gonna achieve you know and along the way I might even set a higher goal and things might become a better outcome I don't want to be so focused on one thing that I'm just running this race against nobody and I'm only burning myself out or I'm only, you know, not being attentive to all aspects of my life and what I need, you know what I mean? So, um, that's kind of how, um, I've tried to like, just kind of ease cause my, I'm an overthinker and I've missed, you know, I've said that plenty of times to where it's like, as soon as I get up, sometimes I, dread, it's not that I dread waking up. It's just, as soon as I get up, my mind goes and I can literally step outside of myself and see myself in, internally and just see how much I just thought about within just two minutes of me waking up. I'm like thinking of this. I thought of this. I thought of this. And the thing is I replay, and that's a lot of people, you replay a lot of things you've already thought about. Mm-hmm. And so I catch myself and that's when the affirmation comes in. There's so much power in being present or you have all the time in the world. Um, so that's kind of been my new one to where it's just like, just chill out. Like, you know, you know what you got to do. <laughs> so just do it. You know who you want to be. You know what your goals is. Just do it. Just <laughs> yes. sound like a hippie, but it's just like <laughs> you're gonna achieve it. Just chill out. So anyway, for the last few days, I've really just trying to kind of been trying to put my mind at ease and just focus on what's in front of me and just know, you know, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get it done. And, yeah. And you know, I'm gonna be who I'm meant to be. Um, but I'm not going to feel like that's all I have to live for. If that makes sense. Yes. Yes. But. But yeah, I don't know how we got there, how I got there. (laughs) (sighs) It's funny because, well, again, uh, shout out to you for last year as we were talking, uh, when we were talking about like our goals, our manifestations, you know, this is the life I want to see. These are, you know, places I want to be, this in my Mm -hmm. bank account. These are things I want to be doing. Uh, One of the things that definitely stood out to me in that conversation, I brought this up another time is how like you also mentioned like, you know, internally, I want to be here. Like I want to feel this way. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I want to be thinking in these ways. Uh, and so being able to like stop in these moments and recognize that, you know, it's like, yeah, okay. Like I do have this like 
like you mentioned, like right off, right off the the top of the day where I'm like hopping into like going through my to-do list and like all these things I'm like starting to overthink. It's like, oh, I'm also aware of the fact that like I'm doing that. So then I'm trying to remind myself, okay, take a breath, calm down, mm-hmm. you know, whereas like, you know, maybe before that, that moment wouldn't come into play and you would just continue in, in, yep. the, in, in the locomotive train that's like barreling down the runway, you know, you're like mm-hmm. with all the thoughts. And it's like, okay, yeah. whoa, 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 like uh, being able to be like, ah, oh, breath, understand, trust, it's going to come, patience, I got this, yeah. you know? Uh, and, and, and as that extends out in all its other ways, you know, for me, I'm, I'm so grateful, um, as I go to bed each night to be like, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for another day. I'm so happy, uh, for this and that. And like, especially again, recognizing just like my mental, uh, fortitude and just like, uh, a good aura at this point, you know, um, where prior to that conversation, it's funny because like, I didn't ever really put into play in my list of things that I want in my life to be, you know, like I'm on my income to be here. I want to be living in this situation. I want to be doing these things. I didn't really also add in, like, I want to be in a good menti- uh, mental yeah. health space. Right? Uh, you know, <laughs> exactly. I also want to feel spiritually sound. You know, I didn't, I didn't necessarily list those things. And then after that conversation, being able to also incorporate those things into my list. And now here some time later, being able to look at, oh my gosh, these seeds that I planted are now blossoming into actual physical things that I'm seeing. Exactly. Um, you know, uh, I don't know about physical. Yeah, it is physical, I guess, because, you know, it's in my stature or whatever. Yeah. You know, just for the sake of the allegory, for the sake of the analogy, there it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, the sprouting of whatever seeds. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, again, just shout out to you. And, and you know, what a great callback uh, to just the the deeper connection to to everything. Uh, yeah, like, it's all about that connection. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's like when you're calm and when you know how to mentally make yourself calm, that's that's dangerous in a good way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, Ooh, you can't be yes. messed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And your emotions in certain mm-hmm. ways. That's dangerous, you know? Very dangerous. Yeah. And so it's like when you can understand how to be calm and the ways to make yourself calm, it's dangerous on all levels when it comes to relationships, when it comes to society, but also when it comes to your career, when it comes to literally everything. Because when you're calm, you have the headspace to calculate your next move mm-hmm. or strategize your next move, as opposed to just going off the of instinct and reacting off a of feeling or emotion. That's the worst is when you react off of your temporary emotion motion um, to make some of these very sustained and permanent decisions. So when you can calm your mind, no matter what is going on around you, for me, it's waking up in the morning because that sets the tone for my day is if I wake up and I'm like thinking when I know I wanted to write some gratitude down when, but if my mind's thinking, I'm like, well, let me just answer this text back that answering this text back or email back leads into typing on your computer. You haven't even gotten dressed yet or whatever. And then your whole, whole day screwed up because you're so you're trying to be on top of it, you know? And so it's like, when not for me, at least career wise, I guess, um, when it comes to waking up and thinking about those things and where I want to be and what I want to do, um, being able to calm myself down so I can put me first, just be great. I want to show myself gratitude in the morning for just getting through the day yesterday or allowing myself to have a nice long sleep or whatever. It's like, I want to pay attention to myself in the morning. So that's why just being in a state of calm is very important to me right now, just in general. So then that way, you know, I can tackle what I need to tackle without 
overthinking it and I could just, I'll make a better decision that way. Um, and it did kind of change when I remember, I forgot which, I definitely don't know which episode we said this on, but um, <laughs> it was the fact of like, you know, when, especially when we're in control, we don't answer to anybody except for ourselves when it comes mm-hmm. to our livelihood. And just knowing that, you know, with the lives we choose to live, it's very, you know, just kind of stepping back and me real understanding that um, is enough ever going to be enough? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? When we had that conversation, like we always want more and this can be, you know, and it doesn't have to be necessarily entrepreneurism, especially entrepreneurism, but not necessarily just entrepreneurism. It could be activism or whatever to where, you know, it's so in us to set goals. But once we achieve that goal, we don't even celebrate it. We're like, you know, what is, you know, I got so much more. And we've said it today, probably (laughs) there's more that I need to do. Um, Totally different mindset now, obviously, when we're like, you know, being grateful for being as good as we are and only thinking, wow, we're only going to get better. And in terms of a gratitude sense, but regardless, we're constantly reaching for more. And so I kind of think of it as now, and I think it's very easy. It's easier for me to get calm now because I'm thinking I don't want to live every day in that mindset of just trying to get more, you know, because that's not living, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And understanding that, you know what, if I keep moving this way, tomorrow's going to be the exact same day as yesterday, you know, and it's very easy to get caught up and why can I get this done and just checking things off your list and that's productivity. And, you know, let me just get this out of the way or let me just, you know, and then the next day it's exactly the same and it becomes this domino effect. And yes, you're achieving and things like that, but what are you really, you know, achieving for yourself in a way to where am, am I really even appreciating myself for what I'm doing and how I'm and who I'm becoming. Yeah. So I think that's kind of been my trigger, not trigger, but my um, motivator to just stay calm because it's just like, you don't want to be running this on this wheel every day, even if you are succeeding so-called successes, there's two, you know, failures and successes, you know, it, it's people will say it's one thing, but one person's success, success can be another person's failure. Because if you're not happy doing what you're doing, you can have all the money in the world, you know, and everybody's heard that money don't make you happy, whatever it makes things comfortable, but it doesn't, um, doesn't necessarily make you happy in a sense you, when you're not dealing with yourself yeah. and, you know, anyway, I, now I'm just going way too far down, but, um, it's just kind of that understanding of it's very, it's easier for me to get calm now, just knowing, having confidence in myself of knowing where I'm going. And I don't want to be on this wheel of trying yeah. to just achieve one thing after the other and after the other and after the other without actually enjoying the process. But I'm done talking because yeah. <laughs> I feel like I don't even know if all that made sense. You guys, you can definitely cut that out. But <laughs> I, I didn't know the straightforward thought I wanted to say. So I kept only dancing around it until I figured out. You're there. Please cut that you're out. There. We can no. I love that there's always a section where you're like, Cut that out. You can cut that I out. Like, so you got it. Like, don't even worry. Because I'll keep going. And the real thing is, I'll keep going until I see some sort of reaction of Kellen. So, like, in my mind, I'm talking. Like, okay, it's still. It's not. I didn't make the sense yet. Like, so gotta be the click. He's like, just sitting there staring at me. I'm just like, okay, keep talking because you didn't make your point. <laughs> oh, you're in it. Uh, uh, that yep. was not motivational. I wasn't even trying to be motivational, <laughs> but yeah, it probably came off like I was trying to be motivational. 
Sometimes I'm just trying to clear through my thoughts. <laughs> no. Let me get to that power statement where it's like, ah, boom. That was like the last 10 minutes of, you can totally, but y'all understand what I'm saying. Don't be so hey. far on the wheel to where you're not taking the time to just be calm and make the next strategized move. If, if, yeah. that, if that makes sense. When you have time to think, you can get way far ahead as opposed to just trying to chip away as, to keep up basically with other people or whatever, realistically yourself. But that's a deeper definition. But anyway, Kellen, just just well, take all well, that out. Yeah, <laughs> like you were saying, being able to enjoy the process, you know, like just sitting <sighs> down and taking a and moment. And that's all I had to like say, right? Limited. No, I didn't. I did it. <laughs> look, it needed a story. We lost a few listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Screaming. Oh, uh, however, also on that though, like, because it, it, right when you said that, like the, the thing that I thought, thought about too is like one of the things that I learned in one of my yoga teacher trainings um, was like somebody making the statement about, um, you know, what we're doing here is expanding our capacity to be able to respond rather than to react. So mm-hmm. in like the regards of like yoga, like, you know, bending over and touching your toes, like everyone kind of, or well, not everyone, like a lot of us have experience where, you know, we can think of like a moment where like we're bending over, touching our toes or like reaching across our body. Like you can, there, there comes a point in like your physical person where you feel, um, uh, what would you call that? Like, like a strain or, or, you know, like this is, this is my limit. This is where I, I can go to. Um, and so then like, you know, in a lot of these instances, sometimes so like, again, I'll just use the example of like touching one's toes. It's like, if you were to bend over and touch your toes, like for certain people, like you'll feel a strain or some type of sensation in, in a part of your leg. And then you'd be like, Oh, can't do that. So you're like, maybe even like grip up your muscles or like hop out of it the in the opposite direction of what you like went into it, whatever it may be, right? Because you're reacting to what you're feeling right away. That's the reaction. Whereas like in, in, in a practice, like we're hoping to evolve, taking in that information and to work through it. So like, say I'm bending over and touching my toes and I feel a sensation like, okay, so first thing I want to make sure I'm doing is like not gripping my muscles, like maybe I'll just bend my knees slightly, or I'll take in a deep breath, um, or do something else in order to like process that sensation that I'm feeling by doing Mm -hmm. that motion. And then after like a breath or two, or maybe even three breaths, then it's like, oh, I, I realize now that I can expand into this a little bit further, or just like whatever it is, or what I thought was pain immediately really wasn't pain. Uh, it was just showing me where my limit was at that moment. Yet here I am four breaths later, so less than a minute later, and now my capacity has grown just a little bit more. Oh my gosh, imagine what I can do if I breathe another 30 times and and recycle that same thing where it's like, okay, I'm going to relax a little bit more. Okay, I can rely on something else a little bit more uh, or to you know, like, and then here you are like, oh, now I'm standing here straight legged, bending over, touching my toes. Uh, whereas if I just would have gone and tried to do that immediately uh, and made this like quick reaction, this knee jerk reaction, as people say, it, that's one thing. Yet uh, being able to take in information that makes you feel uncomfortable in the moment or like just kind of challenges your status quo in the in the moment and then being able to s- slow yourself down, process it and put in something, put in a, a series of of things that you do to then like process through that information to help build a little bit more space, relax yourself. Then it's like, Oh, I can respond to this, uh, 
uh, what would that call? Uh, I can respond to this energy rather than reacting to it, you know? Uh, and it, it was crazy, like hearing that from a person uh, in, in that training. Cause I was like, I never thought of that. You know, I was like, I get it. And so like, as I've gone in and out of my practice, like for me, it's easy for me to like bend over and touch my toes. Like just in, in my able-bodied state, luckily that's been something that I've been grateful for to be able to bend over straight-legged and touch my toes. Yeah, I know that if I haven't stretched in a long time, that like, I, I can't do it that easily. Uh, or say like, I am in my yoga practice, you know, five to six times a week for two to three months straight, then I can easily do it. I can be like flat palmed on the ground or whatever. Yet through, through all the ups and downs of my time, like I understand when I get to a certain point and I feel whatever that information is in my body that like, I can, I can do the fight or flight react to it right away. But like, Ooh, and then let's like grip up and and go the opposite way or i can take that information in calm myself down and then work through the steps okay take a breath here give yourself space here relax do it again take a breath here give yourself space here relax and then it's like oh 10 seconds later now i'm i'm back in this position that i i probably wouldn't have been in if i just tried to go directly into it prior like right away uh, I don't know if that part started to make sense because I started to dribble off there a little bit. Yeah, moral is just really build like that's a major practice for everything outside of that, you know, with meditation, like being able to sit down and create space, create capacity to respond rather than to react uh, with uh, conflict resolution in uh, something like a buyer to customer or friend to friend or a person to another family member, you come in contact with uh, an argumentative situation, you know, you can react and you could say this and that right off the top, or you can take in a moment, process through, put in the steps. Okay. I'm going to remain calm or, you know, I'm not going to take something personally that somebody says, I understand that whatever my boundary is respond, or then you, you build that capacity to take in this uncomfortable information, turn through, put in your, your steps, your process to like, you know, make sure that you're staying leveled out uh, and not hopping into your fight or flight and being able to really process and, and go through. And then it's like, oh, now I can respond on the other side of that uh, rather than react. Cause then you don't know what comes off of a reaction yet with a response, you know, it's, it's, it's more calculated or it's at least honoring the, the time that you can take to like best uh, or uh, it, it's it's taking care of the time to, to like honor yourself and like your intention, you know? Um, I don't know. I started to dribble off there a little bit. Uh, and I don't even know why I said dribble twice. Uh, I'm thinking of like <laughs> slobber coming off my <laughs> lip and not like a basketball. Uh, I was thinking of basketball. <laughs> that was a way better explanation in mind. So we can go to no, this. It, right, over. Can I call you every morning, Kellen? <laughs> that was very calming. I was totally just listening to everything no. you were saying. Um, it makes me think of that episode of A Different World where Debbie Allen is the therapist and she goes, relax, relate, release. Ow. <laughs> And so that's basically what we're trying to talk about and what we're saying. Um, but yes, I even think about that phrase sometimes, even though it was on the show. And it kind of was a funny moment when she was saying it. Cause you know, Whitley, she's if for those of you who haven't seen a different world, the character Whit Whitley, she's very high strung, she's very fast talker and go, go, go. And um she does complete opposite of what Kellen was saying, is she 
reacts off of instinct. It's just her personality, but that's what makes it funny because she's very snappy kind of in that way. Um, to where this is what I feel, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> so like, <laughs> um, even though everyone else is like, okay, you're a drama queen, like chill out. And so like Debbie Allen, she comes in and she plays this therapist, like a really loose wig, but it's super funny. And she was just like, really, you need to relax, relate, release. And she's like, say it with me, relax, relate. And so once Whitley kind of gets into those hectic moments to where she's really just trying, she's trying to respond in the right way um, without reacting. She'll be like, relax, relate, release. <laughs> and so that's, it, it's meant to be funny, but it has so much relatability <laughs> to yeah. it when you actually think about it. But um. I live. Yeah, y'all. Uh, we challenge you this week to relax, relate, and release. <laughs> Down. Down. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, uh, before I, I feel like we're starting to come to a close, uh, I also want to congratulate uh, Reservation Dogs uh, for making the list of the best TV shows of 2022 on the New York uh, New York that. Times. It's number four, As, right? Um, I, I don't know about the some list, but <laughs> well, that's why I, I don't, yeah. Well, because one thing that I saw, like, well, when you like open up the article, um, Reservation Dogs is like the first uh, one that they mention. Uh, And I don't know that they because it goes like Reservation Dogs into Abbott Elementary, Atlanta. I love it. I'm loving that list. Right. I know. That's what I said, too. I said, go off. Uh, and I, I don't think that it's a, a rank or I don't know, like if there's a ranking system yet, when you open up the article itself, uh, reservation dogs is at the top of the list, which is kind of, if cool. I could Lulu, I would, yeah, you know, <laughs> so, you know, shout out to that. Uh, and our also- very own Kellen added to that limit. He is a part of the reason why it is one of the greatest shows of 2022. Geek. Geek. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Thank you for that. Thank you. I'll, I'll okay. Take, I hear I'll a but. <laughs> yeah, there, there's no but. I, I won't take that. Uh, okay. Uh, you know, I have a very minimal role in the, in the grand. It doesn't matter. You still everything. added to it. You're the reason <laughs> they are on. Johnny <laughs> <laughs> boy made it for that bar. They said, all right, I'm gonna help you out. Let me go ahead and just slam dunk this real quick. <laughs> Let me make this the game changer. We about to win. You know, they knew what they were doing when they added Johnny boy. <laughs> <laughs> They're like Johnny's going to take us to the top on the list. Oh my gosh! All right, I, I help uh, y'all out. I help y'all uh, out. Well, thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> I on, I am I am definitely grateful uh, on my side. Like I I'm absolutely just like grateful and thankful to be a part of the larger, grander scheme of this amazing show and everything that the creative team. Uh, in front and behind the camera have been able to produce. Uh, yes. And so the fact that like my name is thrown into the mix with everyone else and, and uh, it, it's in there, uh, it, it, it's documented, it's, 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 it's been streamed, you know, it's a part of it. I, I even have like an IMDB page now because of this, this one opportunity. So, you know, it's, it's inextricable at this moment. Yeah. Uh, so I, you Res know, dog. Yeah, coyote. It's just ah, it's <laughs> so I'm, I'm great to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, but yeah, so uh, definitely shout out to them, to the entire team for being able to, or for that recognition. Um, New York Times doesn't always get it right. However, uh, definitely glad that uh, that was something really cool that came through. Uh, and if you haven't yet, which I'm part of the group who hasn't. Uh, season one of the drama The English uh, is on oh, Amazon Prime Video. 
Uh, so definitely go and check that out if you haven't yet, which again, I am one of the people who hasn't. Me either. That's um, about to be a part of my next beating sesh. Boom, down. Uh, and, you know, I was waiting for the episodes to accumulate so that I can like process through it. So and now, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, and so then like uh, my family, you know, now we can we can watch it. Um, but yeah, Cheske Spencer, uh, who is one of my relatives, uh, we share uh, common ancestry and uh, it's pretty cool uh, to see uh, another another awesome example of, of a native actor getting these great opportunities uh, and shutting shit down. So yep. uh, super excited to hop into that. Um, and yeah, just another one for, for people to look at. Yep. I'm with it. A lot of people, I know like it's Native American Heritage Month or whatever, but um, we've been getting our flowers this month. So shout out to us. We've been going hard. Honestly, we've been going hard this year to where we deserve our flowers. Doesn't matter when people give it to them or why. It's like we out here doing it for us. I think that's the most awesome part is like it's not we're not taking handouts this month just because it's this month. It's like, no, we know what we've been doing. (laughs) We know what what time it is and we're going to go ahead and take it all in. So shout out to us. Yes. And give us more money and more opportunities because obviously we shut shit down. So yeah. Fine. You know, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Uh, And my bad to anybody who hasn't seen the wizard of Oz. I hope I didn't really spoil the movie. I feel like you've had, uh, a lot of time. No, they wouldn't know what movie. was being spoiled. No, if, the, if you haven't seen it, they wouldn't know. Okay, boom. Hopefully that didn't. I mean, you just gave it away, but <laughs> now they know. I know spoiled, people are but... like going into watch and be like, "Oh my gosh, now I don't know. Now I know to look for this." Uh, like, my bad, y'all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, however, oh well. uh, hopefully, if you haven't seen the Wizard of Oz. Uh, that doesn't ruin the experience where you hopefully you're able to go and see the uh, cinematic masterpiece. Ain't nobody about to go and run yeah. over there with it. I used to watch that movie all the time as a kid. And then like, of course, my sister, my little sister's all into like conspiracy theories and all the dark side of stuff. Okay, okay. Worst movie to be a part of if you learn like what was going on behind like the scenes. The production was, side. Like, died and like, there's just a lot going on with that movie. And it's all like nostalgic for me. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. But, um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah so good to see you again i'm so glad we got to catch you up too. Yes. super happy that was, you a, had that was not awesome my note time. but yes. <laughs> <laughs> y'all you hit the note that was it, it i think it was i think y'all don't have to rewind my it. Side it, shattered. It, was, it was such okay. a clear note cool you know <laughs> get some friends who will lie to you from time to time <laughs> <laughs> yeah get the ones yeah. who will hold you up in the best way <laughs> yeah i love it well until next time next time y'all have a good week we want to thank everybody for tuning in today as always it's a pleasure to be here with my crew simply talking our black native talk like we do there's a whole lot more for us to discuss though so stay locked in you can check out our episodes on quantumtheorypod.com and feel free to send in any topics questions or small business shout outs to our socials and you might just hear us discuss it on air our ig handle is at quantumtheorypod you can also find us on facebook.com backslash quantum theory. So be kind to yourself out there. Know that you're a boss and drink plenty of water. Kotskiyapi hechnu. See you next time.